5, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And that's what we need in our world today, is more love, more godly love. And um, an old scripture, which... Um, that song that we just sang, a lot of it came from this scripture. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So the first thing we're going to do tonight is pray a prayer of repentance. And for those of you who are able, I'm going to ask everybody to kneel, if you possibly can. If you cannot, it's fine. But I think the posture of kneeling has a lot to do with coming humbly before the Lord. And it, it gives me a special feeling when I pray um, in reverence to God and in humility to seek him on my knees. So if you're able, would everybody just bow on your knees and let's pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to lead us in prayer. But you are welcome to pray in your own way, silently or out loud, whichever you prefer to do. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we bow before you in reverence and humility. We join with thousands more on this day of national prayer to seek your face for the sake of our nation. Revival and restoration begins with your people as we humble ourselves and become obedient to your word. There are many examples in your word of what happens when people seek you in true humility and repentance. You always move on behalf of those who seek you with their whole heart. So we seek your help tonight, O oh God, in becoming the sacred influence you intend us to be. We bow in repentance first as individuals, understanding that revival has to take place in us before we can affect our nation. Our prayer of repentance Repentance is the same as David's as recorded in Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me, Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. And now, Lord, as a body of believers, we ask your forgiveness for allowing worldliness and the influence of our culture to creep into the church. Forgive us for being self-centered and self-indulgent. Break down the walls that separate and divide. 
restore unity to your church. Forgive us for lusting after the material, temporal things of this world more than the spiritual treasures you have provided. Forgive us for being lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, evident in the way we spend our time. Help us, O oh God, to tear down the idols in our hearts and to restore you to your rightful place of priority in our lives. Open our eyes, Lord. Heal us of spiritual blindness. Open our ears that we can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. As a nation, we have forsaken you and the foundation we were built upon. Forgive us, your church, Lord, for being silent and unconcerned when we should have fought for truth to prevail. Forgive us for our prayerlessness because we know this war cannot be fought with carnal weapons. As we see more and more attacks on our religious freedoms, help us not to be overcome with fear and despair, but to look to you for strength, courage, and faith. Give us wisdom to always speak the truth in love and to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Fill us with your love so that we will be able to love others even as you have loved us. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Sister Grant asked me to speak on behalf of our young people in this community tonight. Prayer is the greatest influence on the hearts of your children and their spiritual growth. You can take your kids to church, get them the best education, and be consistent about your family devotions, but you can't control or change their hearts. You can't make them love God and resist the downward slide of the culture around them. Only God, through the power of his spirit, can. But as you pray, his heart-changing power works and strengthens your children spiritually. Prayer is the greatest resource God has given to make a difference in our world, in our homes, our neighborhoods, and schools, and especially our kids' lives. It is also our greatest tool to fight evil and dissolve the enemy's schemes. When one small group of Tennessee moms met in a moms in prayer group every week for one hour to pray for the high school their kids attended, change began to happen. First, cheating, drug and alcohol use and other problems were brought to light. An honor and dress code were put in place. When the moms began praying that God would either convert or remove any teachers who were wrong influences, 20 teachers left the first summer and 14 the next summer without a word of complaint from the parents to the administration. Eventually, several hundred teens were meeting before school for Bible study or praise and worship, and circles of kids were seen praying outside during breaks and at lunchtime. So I ask you this question. Can prayer make a difference? It is obvious that it can. It made a difference in my own life. As 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, 
but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Whatever age your children are, let me encourage you to pray for them. Don't let the crush of activities and tasks distract you from the most important influence you can have on their lives. It's never too early or late to start. When I was nine years old, my mom's cousin invited us to this church, and I remember it clearly on September 2nd, September 8th, 2002, I'm sorry. That was my first service that I can remember coming to this church. That was also the service that I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm here today with my husband and my daughter and another baby on the way because I had someone praying for me. Don't ever forget the power that your prayer has. going to be uh, reading a passage of scripture and um, leading you all in prayer for our families and our uh, youth, our children, and for our schools. And so, um, Brother Matt's going to bring up some scriptures. Uh, Sister Grant said we could add a few, so I added not a lot, just two other verses, and I'll read them to you. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications with your thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. I'll read uh, Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 26. It says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled the man with him unto the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. He wrestled with him, and he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And my last verse of scripture is Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And it says, For the days of John the Baptist, until now the kingdom of heaven suffereth the violence, and violent men take it by force, or the violent take it by force. Um, so I know what some of you are thinking. The theme is love one another, and I'm reading a scripture about violence. Um, but um, I was driving home today from work, and I was thinking about uh, our families and what it is uh, to pray for and how it is I'm going, I'm going to pray for, for everyone or lead everyone in prayer tonight. And uh, one emotion really came up into my spirit as I was driving home, and, uh, and that spirit is, is anger. And so anger against, um, like anger against the, the, the families in America know the anger against the attack that the family in Americas have been, have been under. And so um, I remember George W. Bush said that the greatest uh, enemy against America today is not terrorism, but it's the attack against the structure of the family. So I just want to re remind you all that family is very, very important. It is the building block of our nation. It's the building block of a community. It's the building block of, of our church. And so um, I'll just read. I'll try not to get too much here. Um, looked up some startling statistics uh, uh, about uh, children and kids who grow up in broken families. They're four times at a greater risk of poverty, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teenager, more likely to have behavior problems, more likely to face abuse and neglect, two times at greater risk of infant mortality, uh, more likely to abuse drug and alcohol, more likely to go to prison, uh, more likely to commit a crime, and two times more likely to drop out of high school. And so... 
if those statistics don't get you angry or upset, uh, I know it does me. So let's all stand tonight. I'll have, um, if you would, link hands with those in your your family, if it's appropriate. Um, But it's apparent to me as I was looking up all these statistics that we are, our nation and our families are under attack and have been for way too long. And so a, a feeling and an emotion of anger rises up in me to say that enough is enough. And I read those other two scriptures to you because the kingdom of violence, the, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and only the violence will take it by force. And when it comes to those that we love and our family members, um, it's nothing to be nice about. And so um, here in just a second, I'll, I'll lead us all in prayer. And when, you, when I pray, I want you to pray with a fervency and I want you to pray uh, uh, with an assertiveness and I want you to pray uh, uh, with anger if you have to. Some of you have been way too nice and the enemy is running rampant in our families and in our culture and in our communities and in our homes. And so I want you to pray for your wife. I want you to pray for your husband. I want you to pray for your children. This is not the time to be nice. It's the time to declare war against what he has done. And so some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm coming up against a brick wall right now because I feel it in the spirit. Let's go before him. Jacob did not get his blessing until he won the wrestling match against the enemy because he was wrestling for his nation. His name was changed to Israel. Pray for your nation. Pray for your family. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your wife and your husbands because we don't have perfect marriages. We don't have perfect children, but we have a perfect God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus right now. God, I am angry. I express assertiveness, Lord. I know I'm coming up against a brick wall because the enemy's goal is to destroy the family because he knows if he can destroy the family, he can destroy the church. And if he can destroy the church, he will destroy the very fabric of what makes America great and of our society. I pray, God, for our families right now that you would bind us together, Lord. I pray for every marriage in this place right now. I pray for every father, Lord. Uh, let him know that his, his labor is not in vain, that his children and his wife need him. Uh, God, we are in a fatherless society, and the impact of the father in our home is way too great, Lord. I pray for every father that you would encourage him, help him to lead his family. He plays such a vital role in their lives. Uh, Lord, our children are successful if they have fathers who are in their lives. I pray for every father in here right now. I pray for every father across America that has not abandoned their homes but have loved their children and been faithful to their wives. I pray for every mother in this house. Lord, you know the importance of a mother and her prayers and the love of a mother. God, I thank you, Lord, for the love of my own mother. I pray, Lord, for every mother in here, Lord, the love and the attention, the detail that they give to their children and to their husbands, Lord, is not to be neglected or to be looked under. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that our mothers do. God, in watching our kids, it is a full-time job. Thank you, Lord, for the culture and the environment that they provide for the home. I pray that you touch every mother in here tonight, that you would strengthen them, her right now, God, uh, that she is very important, Lord, in the structure of the family. I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, again, for our marriages, uh, that what you have joined together, that we put not asunder. 
I pray for every student. I pray for every young person. I pray for our children. I pray for the culture that is plaguing their minds and attacking them. I pray against the spirit of rebellion. I pray against the spirit, Lord, that would come against them to fall away from truth. I pray that you touch our kids and our youth. Touch our schools, Lord, that you would protect them, that angels would watch over their every step, that you would put a hedge of protection everywhere that they would go, that you would guide them, Lord, that you would lead them by the way. I pray for our families, God. I am angry of what the devil has done. And the line stops right here, and it stops tonight. Thank you, O Lord, that we live in a nation where we can pray to who we want, when we want, how we want, and why we want. I thank you, Lord. I pray for the our family. I pray for the structure of the family. I pray, Lord, God, that marriage is still between a husband and a wife. I thank you, Lord. I pray you strengthen our families. Bind us together. I pray against every attack that would destroy our families and destroy what makes this nation great. I pray for these things in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The attack on the family is throughout the Bible. And I pray, God, that you would strengthen the family. Let us, Lord, pray with intensity. Let us pray with anger. This is not just any little prayer. Our wives, our husbands, our children need us. They need the family. The church needs the family. Our nation needs the family. I pray, Lord, against the attack of the enemy. God, that we would wrestle. God, that we will not let this go until you until you save our families, until you save our marriage, until you save our kids, until you, Lord, change our culture, protect and, and change our schools in Jesus name in Jesus name I pray for all of these things hallelujah come on come on some of you have broken families some of you have kids who aren't living for God some of you know exactly what the consequences of a dysfunctional family are I pray for it right now in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We have stirred something. Hallelujah. You say, well, what's the big deal about the National Day of Prayer? Do you know any other country that has the National Day of Prayer? The devil hates that we have the uh, National Day of Prayer, and he hates that we're all here tonight. Amen. Oh, we need the family structure today than we have ever have. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you so much for praying with me. I'm going to ask Brother DeLatte to come now. He's going to pray over the leaders of our country, our president, our government officials. You could be seated for just a second. Well, after a prayer like that, how do you get up here and try to not top it, but even try to get close to it? Even when Sister Grant was praying, I felt a tug on my heart, felt God's presence. God's good to us. I thank him for what he's done for us. 
first scripture I'm going to read is in Psalms 33 and 12. It said, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he have chosen to be his own inheritance. He's talking about Israel and the Jewish people being his children and him their God. But I'm glad to know tonight that down through the years, God chose us to be grafted in, to be able to worship and praise him with spirit and truth, with liberty, not having to hide, being able to come and worship any time of the day or the night that we feel willing to. He has blessed us with that honor. He has blessed us with a country that is outstanding, one of the greatest countries in this world. God has blessed us with that. And I feel like with all my heart, the reason he has blessed the United States the way he has is because we stand behind the country Israel and their people, and we fear God, we love God, we're a fear, fearing God nation. And I know that the day that we're living in, things are starting to change a little bit. But as long as I've got anything to do with it, it'll always be a God-fearing nation. Also, 1 Timothy 2 and 1 through 4. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that they may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God and our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And then I want to read verse 8. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. I've, I've been asked to pray for our leaders tonight. I'm going to ask you to stand as we pray for our leaders. In that last scripture, that said without wrath and doubting when we lift our hands to pray. If you feel comfortable in lifting your hands, I would like for everyone to lift their hands as we pray tonight before our leaders and our persecuted Christians throughout this world. Lord, we thank you tonight for everything that you've done for us and everything that you've given us, God. Lord, we thank you for this great country that you have provided for us, the Lord, to live in, to praise and to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth, O oh God. Lord, we ask you to move on our leaders tonight, O oh God, that run this country, Lord. We ask you to touch each one of them, Lord. 
to give them wisdom and knowledge that they need, oh God, to make serious decisions in our lives, oh God, that affect us each day, Lord, that they do in the White House, oh God. Lord, we ask you to move on each one of them and touch them, oh God. Lord, we ask you to help them, oh God. Lord, we ask you to put your word in their hearts and their mouths, oh God, to speak out, Lord. God, we ask you to touch them, Lord. Lord, and in our lives, oh God, our daily lives, Lord. Lord, that they'll help us, oh God, that we'll have our morals, oh God, in our lives, oh Lord, that you, we stand for you, Lord. Lord, we ask you to move on them and touch them in a mighty way, God. Lord, we thank you for everything you do for us, oh God. We thank you for blessing the labor of our hands, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for blessing this country, Lord. And our leaders, we love you and we praise you, God. And we ask you to move on each Christians that's persecuted throughout this world, Lord. God, that wants to worship and praise you, Lord, oh God, that's being persecuted in one way or another, oh God, whether they're having to hide to be able to worship you, oh God, whether they're being shot down in cold-blooded murder, God. Lord, they want to worship you, Lord, and I praise you, God, for your goodness and your mercies, Lord. We love you and we thank you for everything we do, God. Lord, and we ask you to move on our leaders and touch them, oh God. Lord, we ask you to give them the wisdom that they need, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, in your wonderful name. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, like I said, we've never done this before, and um, we're, we're kind of flying through the program. And um, But I would like to say that I'm thankful for every one of you that are, are here tonight, and especially those who are not members of our church that took time out of your day to come and pray with us tonight. We appreciate it. Now, we're, we want to end this service um, with praise and worship. Um, but I'm aware that there are people that are here tonight that have real needs that may want prayer. And so I'm asking for um, if when we begin to sing this song, it's very simple. The words will be on the screen, and uh, we want you to sing it with us and worship the Lord in your own way. And if there's anybody here tonight that would like special prayer, if you'll come down to the front, our ministry team will pray for you and we will continue to pray for your need if you feel to share that with us and so we want everybody to participate in these last few minutes of of praise and worship to the Lord for all that he's done for hearing I felt the presence of the Lord here tonight and I believe he has heard our prayers and we can we can bask the rest of the week in that fact that the Lord has met us here tonight. So sing with us as we do this song, and Brother Grant can come and get ready ready to dismiss. But before we leave, let's do this song together. And if you would like special prayer, feel free to come up to the front.
I remember when I was in uh, grade school and I couldn't go to Wednesday night football practice because we had church. And my coach asked me in front of the whole team, well, why can't you be here? I said, I got to go to church. He said, hey, that's fine. He said, you're going to be fine anyway. You go ahead, because that's important. When I was in high school, one of the electives we could take was a Bible class taught by a Southern Baptist preacher. I was in Boy Scouts, and our scout leader, by the way, in high school, we're having our 50-year reunion this year. Wow, 50 years. That's a long time. But when I was in Boy Scouts, our scoutmaster taught us how to build a fire. He taught us how to cook with a Dutch oven. Be, seat, be seated. God bless you. Be seated. Some of you suspect I may be longer. I won't, but you have enough evidence historically to suspect that. Taught us how to cook with a Dutch oven. And here's something else about him. He taught us how to pray. You say, a oh, Boy Scout? Oh, yeah. And I thought, well, how's he going to do this? Is he, how's he going to do this? Is he going to kneel down? Is he gonna, what, you know, what's he going to do? And here's what he did. And he was a big old grizzly bear of a man. He put his head in the crook of his shoulder just like that and went to praying. And back then, nobody filed a lawsuit. Nobody got mad. God was still in the school. It's not like that now. However, this is still the greatest country in the world. I'm so thankful that we can have a meeting like this and, and pray for our children and for our schools and our families. Ask the Lord to help us. Pray for government officials. Pray for the president. Lord knows he needs it. But I'm so glad that we can pray for him. And he'll ask you to pray for him. You say, well, if I pray real hard, do you think he's going to be real good? I doubt it, but he wants you to pray. And he's not afraid to say that he loves Jesus. <laughs> he's a booger bear. But I'm glad we live in a country where we're free. We're free to pray. We're free to worship God. What a wonderful wonderful opportunity that we have. Amen. I have been asked to remind you that there are refreshments in the fellowship hall. And I asked Sister Grant what we're having. It sounds like some really good stuff. And so I hadn't eaten anything come think of it since breakfast or dinner. So I'm, I'm ready and you might want to beat me there. And she said to let all the visitors go first. You're such a good girl. Thank you for putting this together. You're such a sweet lady. Amen. Amen. And I want to thank everybody for coming. What, a, what an admirable, wonderful thing. And we, we advertise this as an hour of prayer, so I'm not going to turn it into 
another hour of preaching. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I want us to stand together and let's pray together. Probably the most famous prayer of all. We call it the Lord's Prayer. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. And verse 9 starts like this. After this manner, therefore pray ye. Let's pray together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And the church said amen. God bless you. I love you very much. We're so glad for everybody visiting. We're so glad for everybody that's not a visitor. But we're going to give the visitors a chance to go in through there and get all the good stuff. And I'm going to be right behind you, and you know how preachers are, so go help yourself. There's one thing preachers know how to do, it's eat. God bless you. Thank you. May the Lord bless you.